lifted. As those, there are those in the room who need healing right now. As their hands are lifted, Lord God, we impart, you impart that healing into their bodies right now in Jesus' name. Father, some people just need wholeness, peace that passes all understanding, Lord. We receive it now in Jesus' name. So we thank you for it. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. amen. Please greet your neighbor before you see them. Please greet them. Let them know how much you love them, how much you care about them. Great job, music department. Well, good morning, Linked Up Church. And those who are watching online, it's not your feed. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not Pastor Gregory. My name is Minister George Houston. Pastor Gregory is, is out on vacation, him and his wife. They're soon to be celebrating their anniversary. So uh, I, I've been given the, the distinct honor of ministering the word to you all this morning. We don't take this lightly. Uh, I spent many, many hours preparing for today, and I pray that God will bless your socks off. Amen. And so, and he, he plans to be back in the pulpit next week. Before I get started, I would like to uh, honor my wife. She's my partner in Team Houston. She's over in, in Linked Up Kids, so let's, let's give my wife a hand. Um, common wisdom tells us that most people that will receive Jesus will receive Jesus while they're uh, in their childhood ages. And so what they're doing over in Linked Up Kids and the... And, uh, Little Linkland and the plug is phenomenal. I give all of them honor and praise. I thank you for the staff I'm a part of. My mom is watching back home in Lufkin, Texas. If you're wondering where Lufkin, Texas is, it's about an hour and a half north of Houston. That's where most of my family is from. That's where I'm from. And last but not least, I would like to honor you all for pressing your way on this holiday season. So give yourselves a hand. And our, our online audience, thank you all for joining in as well in Jesus' name. Now, hopefully you all had a lot to eat for Thanksgiving. I did. Uh, I, uh, this, this belt buckle, may, this belt may not last, so pray for my belt. Y'all didn't catch it. Okay. All right. Let's get right in. I don't want to mess around. So Pastor Greg has been ministering on the series of First Things First here at Linked Up Church, and he's doing a phenomenal job with that. I want to jump right into that vein. So please turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And I'm going to come, on, come down on the floor here in just a few moments. Matthew 6. 33, and we're going to read that from the New King James Version. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Just a little bit about me. Um, my wife and I, we will be celebrating, wow, 18 years in December. 18 years. Um, a lot of you all in this room I've known for 20 plus years. I see a lot of people in this room I've known for 20 plus years. I'm just excited about, really, this is my family. I've been in Atlanta since 98, and a lot of the people I've known for over 20 years, I met them back at Faith Christian Center back in 98, and I've, some of them I've gone to, we've been together while we went to Bible school and all those kind of things. So I'm very happy about my family here in Atlanta and all my new family that I'm getting a chance to meet now that we're in Powder Springs. Y'all are a part of the family as well, so love you all and looking forward to telling you all a little bit more about me as we go throughout the sermon. One thing about sermons is people really plug in when you give them stories about yourself. Amen. And I have lots of funny stories about myself <laughs> and about what God has done for me. All right. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, and it'll go up on the screen. But seek first the kingdom of God and my righteousness. Oh, okay. 
class. You're paying attention. I love it. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Notice the capital H there. His righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. We're going to talk about what those things are here in just a moment. So what, I, what I'm going to talk about today, and I'm going to give you a sermon just a little bit, is in, our day, in this country today right now, there are a lot of people who are worried about a lot of things. The election didn't go our way, or your way, however you want it, whatever side you're on. Your boss tripping. Amen. Kids may not be acting right. And if you turn on the TV, if you listen to any TV station, any of them that's not Christian, it's a whole bunch of bad news. Whole bunch of bad news. They're going to reinforce what happened a couple weeks ago, election-wise. They're going to tell you all the cars that didn't make it home, all the people who were murdered last night, and they give you all of that. And it's it's, all, it's a ploy by the enemy to get you into fear. But God tells us that we, when we come into fear, God tells us to seek His kingdom first. All right, so let's jump into this. Let's turn with me to Exodus chapter 12. My first point is our God is a God of order. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 12, verse 16. I'm going to drill down some things to help to illuminate the word today. Exodus chapter 12. Excuse me if I get there myself. I know our, our team does a great job of having it on the, on, the, on the screens for you all. Exodus chapter 12. Our God is a God of order. You're going to see this in here in a little bit. Exodus chapter 12, verse 16. Once again, under the point of our God is a God of water. On the first day, there shall be a holy convocation. And on the seventh day, there shall be a holy convocation for you. No manner, no manner of work shall be done on them, but that which everyone must eat, the only, the, the only way that they may be prepared. God of order. Notice he said on the first and on the seventh day. Please turn with me to Exodus chapter 22. A couple of pages over. Exodus 22. Our God is a God of order. I believe that's 29. Exodus 12, Exodus chapter 22, verse 29 says, You shall now delay to offer the first of your ripe produce and of your juices. The firstborn of your sons shall you give to me. Our God is a God of order. It's important what we do and what we present to him first. One more. First. Exodus chapter 20, verse 5. Go back a couple chapters. Exodus, Exodus chapter 20, verse 5. Love the pages that are turning. Love it. Exodus chapter 20. We're going to start with verse 4 from the New King James. You shall not make yourself a carved image. He's talking about any image. Yes. Any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or what is in the water underneath the earth, you shall, not, you shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Amen. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. He's saying, don't worship any other thing. Notice he said, don't make for yourself a carved image. And bringing it to our day and age, we don't really make images. We don't make uh, carved or graven images, but we do worship things. Uh We will sacrifice life and limb to get that BMW we want. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, wait, I need to work 60 hours this week? Okay. Can you stretch that payment for 84 months? <laughs> 84 divided by 12, that's a big number. Wait, I have to work 60 hours a week? That means my children have to be in daycare longer. That's okay. I want that BMW. Oh, wait. But God, you're still first. Or maybe it's that five-bedroom, three-bath house with on the acre and a half on the basement. You know, got, you know, got the playroom for the kids, praise God. But we also got the man cave for me because I need the man cave. Yeah. And I'm going to stand in line on good, on good. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate that. Tim wants to. <laughs> listen, listen. This Thursday, I was, uh, uh, my daughters play soccer. So we were down in Orlando for her soccer tournament. So we drove down to Orlando. And we always buy new phones around this time because we get a great deal and we get a gift, you get a gift card. So if you went to Walmart and you upgraded your phone, they'll give you a $400 gift card. So I was in Walmart just watching people go crazy over, 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 over that 42-inch or that 65-inch. And, and I, I, I'm watching, I'm sitting on the ground because I'm in line, and I, I'm watching these people, and I know where everything is in the store because I've been there long, I stayed there for about an hour. So I knew that if you wanted the 65-inch TV, it was not in this area. It was across the store. But listen, somebody wanted that TV so much, when they found out, several people, it was across the store, they were running. If that's you, don't, 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 don't be I remember I said I was in Orlando. They were running across the store to get to the line. What are they doing? They're worshiping that TV. Amen. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these. Hey, babe, he snuck in. Sorry. Um, Team Houston is my partner in Team Houston. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. Key point there. All right, so that's all on the point. Our God is a God of order. It's important to him what we put first. He really instructed the children of Israel to set apart the best things first. He did. And so what we do with our time is important to God. What we do first in the mornings is important to God. What we choose to pursue with our lives is important to God. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, let's read the scriptures above because it's going to illuminate what he was talking about things, and I'm going to really have a lot of fun today. And if I drop some stories in there, y'all just, y'all just, just keep going with me. And I, my daughter's playing her championship game right now, so I'm getting good news. They're winning Thank y'all for praying for them. Y'all didn't know y'all were praying for her and her team. I heard a minister say that favor ain't fair. I'm sorry. My kids have favor upon, upon, upon their feet as they play soccer. All right. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. We're going to read it from the New King James Version. It says, therefore, I say unto you once again, what does it mean, class, when it's red? If it's the red letter, what does it mean? Jesus is talking. Therefore, I say unto you, do not worry about your life. Oh, there it is. Therefore, I say unto you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food? And the body more than clothing? Amen. Y'all remember you got your first pair of designer jeans? I remember. I, I, I remember. I remember. Y'all remember guest jeans? 
I'm showing my age. Yes, I grew up, uh, I grew up in the 90s, graduated high school in 93. When Guess came out, came out, man, if you got a pair of Guess jeans, whether you stole them or bought them legally, you were the man. Oh, wait, I just. But I was not really a Guess jeans. I was more of a Levi's. And they came out with those silver tabs. I remember those silver tabs. Back then, the loose jeans were, were, were in style because you wanted to wear them a little lower on your waist. Yeah, man, I had like every color of Levi's silver tabs I could get. But listen, he says, they took the scripture away on the back. Let me, let me read it out here. Is life more than clothing? Sorry. Is life more than food and the body more than clothing? And obviously the answer is yes. And Jesus says, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Touch your name and say, God feeds them. Okay, y'all online on, on, on Facebook, type in, God feeds them. And then type in your favorite pair of jeans. I'll read it afterwards. I'll put some replies. Currently, I don't even know what's in style because I'm not stylish. And so type them in. All right. But God feeds them. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Can I, can I, can I sum it up? He's talking about food. Clothing and shelter. But if you sum that up, he's talking about people are worrying about money. I did a study. I was looking up uh, the top things that people worry about in America, and I thought it was interesting. <laughs> I'm going to let me scan the room. The top 10 things that people worry about in America, number one, this was from last year, um, number one was corruption in government, which is interesting. But they're worried about corruption in government because they're worried about how the government officials are going to impact their checkbook, their checkbook. Most people vote with their checkbook. Just being real. Most people, they will vote based on which, which person is going to cause my uh, part of the country to be uh, funded the most. That's, why, that's how most people vote. So we're going to tell us today, we, a lot of people are worried about their resources. Father God, is this the right job for me? Once again, I mentioned earlier, my boss is tripping. How can I make sure that I keep the resources that I have? But Jesus is saying in verse 33 down below, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. If you can pull up the Passion Translation for Matthew 6, 33, it does a great job of, of highlighting this here. Matthew 6, 33 from the Passion Translation says this. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom. Everybody say, that's good. And the righteousness that proceeds from him. Ooh. Then all of these things, all, then all of these less important things. Ponder and think about that. God is number one. Remember, we read that he's a jealous God. He wants to be number one in our lives. He says when we seek his kingdom, his way of doing things, that all of these less important things will be added. Yeah. Yeah. Really what he's saying is put me on the throne of your life. Amen. Put me number one in your life. But Houston, what are you saying? I'm saying what, you have something else on the throne of your life if you are not pursuing God's kingdom. For a lot of us, it's success. 
when I was praying earlier, I, I really, when I came back to God as a, as a 23, 24-year-old, I came back to God because I wanted a guarantee of success in my life. I did. Because my way of doing things, I might get success or not, but if I follow God's plan for my life, I'm guaranteed success. I'm guaranteed to have a fulfilling life. I'm guaranteed to leave an impact on this earth if I follow God's plan for my life. Any other plan, as they sang in the song, is sinking sand. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've been in ministry now uh, full time since 08, off and on. I've seen a lot of people seek a lot of things. And then when it falls apart, their life falls apart because they built their life upon a foundation that was not a firm foundation. Y'all have seen it too. Some of us, me included, start building our lives on the wrong foundation and realize, wait a minute, this foundation is sinking. I'm going back. (laughs) I want to be with God. Can I I get another secret? If you're worrying about your life, worry is an indication that you don't have revelation of the salvation package that God has provided for you. Somebody needs to write that down. Worry is an indication that you don't have revelation of what's in the salvation package. You're worrying about resources because you don't believe God. In your salvation package, you promised me to have all my needs met. But Lord, I'm not sure if you can do it. No, no, no. Salvation package says, it's already mine. If you're worried about your children, you're not truly believing the salvation package that says, if you train them up in the way they should go, that they will not depart from it. That's part of the salvation package. I've made a commitment in my life. And by the way, the title of my sermon is God is Greater Than Worry. Can I put that title up? Because I know some of y'all don't like math. I want to explain this. uh, See that greater than symbol? God is (laughs) Y'all like, stop talking about math. I didn't like math. No, God is greater than worry. So he says, I'm going to read it again from from the passing translation. So above all, constantly, I love the word constantly because it's so good to us because while we're living this life, we have different, listen, there are different people who are trying to persuade you to do things their way. They're trying to pull you in this direction. If you listen to any commercial, what they're trying to, they're trying to persuade you to buy their product. They're trying to persuade you to come and, and listen to this uh, buying a house lesson. And they're trying to persuade you with this free lesson to come learn how to buy, how to buy houses. And, and we'll give you, and we're going to give out 100 of them for free. And you're going to come to that lesson and they're going to give you a sales pitch. And then they're going to try to be on the, on the throne of your life. Come on. And you're going to get this job, and I've seen, this, I've seen this story multiple times. Lord, I'm praying for my husband. I'm praying for my wife, Lord. I'm praying for them to be saved, Lord. I want them to be saved. And then they get saved, and then, and then that husband tries to take his rightful place on, as the leader of the home, and then, and then the wife falls apart because her life was built on her being the head or her leading the house. Or, Father, give me this job. Lord, I need a job. I need a job. I've seen it. They get the job, and then the job says, can you work on Sunday? Sure, I can work on Sunday. No problem. I, I'm not knocking working on Sunday. But then we never see him again, and then three years later we see him. What happened? I don't know. I just fell apart. I've seen it multiple times. God will give, the, give us a desire of our heart. It's our challenge to make sure we keep God at the top of it. I think it's interesting, the children of Israel, listen, 
They, they were in the wilderness. They went to the promised land, but the battle wasn't over in the promised land. Was it over? Come on, class. Was, it, was the battle over? No. no. They immediately started going to war with the neighboring countries because they had to go possess the land. When God begins to reveal his life and his plan for you, just because you get the job you want doesn't mean there won't be, there won't be enemies in that land. Oh, you're preaching good, Houston. Whoa, boy, you're doing a good job. Keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. <laughs> it's dark. I can come up here. It's, it's dark over there. I'm sorry. Sorry, media team. What I love about God is when we pursue, and I'm, I'll go back to that same scripture. I'm digging into it. So above all, constantly chief, chase, excuse me. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all of these Less important things will be given to you abundantly. I love that scripture. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Philippians chapter 4. Our bodies are not designed to carry worry. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. We'll go back to the New King James Version for this scripture. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Clash, y'all ready? Yes. Are we ready? All right, we're going to see. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I say rejoice. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Excellent job, class. I wish I had some of those Cheetos, those little balls, you know. I remember elementary when you did something where the teacher gave those little Cheetos. I see you, Gus. Gus, you agree with that? Gus put his hands up. All right, all right. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. Our body is not designed to carry worry. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known unto God. And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What he's saying is, listen, don't worry about it. Keep me first. I'll make sure that you have everything that you need. Our bodies are not designed to carry worry. I, I did this, this little research on WebMD last night, and I found 10 health-related issues that are caused by stress and worry. Class, this is interesting. 10 health-related issues. Because of stress or worry, heart disease, asthma, obesity, diabetes, headaches, depression, gastrointestinal issues, Alzheimer's disease, accelerated, accelerated aging, all things that worrying causes. Spiritually speaking, one of the negative, negative effects of worrying is Whatever you fear, actually you're worrying about it causes it to draw closer to you. Amen. Amen. I remember the story of Job. At the end of the story, Job said, the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. The reference for that is Job 3.25. He, he was greatly fearing about his children. Listen, I have three girls, 23, 14, and 11, and they're all very different. But listen, they are God's children. And so when we pray about them, we give it to God. We don't mess with it. 
Some of us, some of us praise God, our grandparents and parents prayed us through. He, because even though we knew right, come on. I'm sorry, let me talk about me. I knew right and wrong, and I still chose to go wrong for a season. Then I got some of that fruit of that, and I was like, uh-uh, mm No, 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 no. I, I can distinctly remember, I'm going to tell on myself, I, I remember the last time I actually went to a club. I'm talking about me. I, I, I remember. I remember. Life was going well, and I decided to go, on, go out to this New Year's Eve party. I, talk, I told this story last time. Some of y'all remember this story. There was this club over in Smyrna. I don't even remember the name now. But I, I remember I was in there. I was in there, and I had paid good money to get in there. For real. And I, I remember I was, like most guys, I need some wall space. I was up against the wall. <laughs> Literally, I was in there. Can I, can I be transparent? Yeah. I was in there comparing those women to the woman I was dating. Like, I was like, my, my girlfriend cuter than her, my girlfriend finer than her. And I remember thinking, why am I here? I'm talking about me, all right, I'm talking about me. But I also realized, wait, I know better. I know better. You know, and then once, you, once you're in there, you know, Satan tries to tempt you with drinking, right? Because for some of us, me included, you need a little liquid courage to actually da- dance better. And I, I wasn't about that life. So really, I had spent good money to be in there. And they had this free food that was nasty for no reason. I'm talking about me. And I, and I knew better. Yeah. Listen, you ain't missing anything by being out in the world. <laughs> you ain't missing it. You know, actually, you know what you're missing? Hurt. Strife. Yes. Brokenness. Fault money. Thank you. False relationships. Just to go hang out with some people who ain't really your friend anyway. I remember I gave my story about my last time, not yours, but some of y'all can relate to that. Let's go to three benefits of pursuing God's kingdom first. Let's, re- let's go over to uh, Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. We're going to come down the home stretch. So point one, and, I, and let me go back and give these while y'all are turning there. Point one was, our God is a God of order. I, me- I mentioned some scriptures about God wants to be first. Point two was, what we, who and what we pursue is important to God. And these are in the, the sermon notes on the events app. And I, I gave some points about that. And then um, point three was, our bodies are not designed to carry worry. We talked a little bit about that. I gave you some examples of, of some negative effects of worry in your life. And then point four, I gave some, that's on the screen. Yeah, good. She got it on the screen. Thank you. And then last one is we're going to talk about the story of Mary and Martha. Luke chapter 10. Because I've never heard someone talk about the two sides of this story. Because Mary and Martha, they're in the Bible multiple times here. Let me get over there myself. Luke chapter 10. Had a great Thanksgiving, good friends, family was there. So y'all know the story of Mary and Martha, and I, and I think it's very interesting. We're going to pull out some things, Luke 10, 38. I'm going to start with it in the New King James Version as well. Now it happened as they went, uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 38, New King James says, Now it happened as they went that he, talking about Jesus, entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha 
Everybody say Martha. Touch your neighbor neighbor, say Martha. Martha. Actually, here's the key point. Martha welcomed him into her house. Uh Uh-oh. Y'all know what it's like when when you're hosting a party, right? I'm sorry. When you're hosting the gathering... I was talking to Minister Di, and she, had, she hosted a gathering. We've hosted gatherings at our house as well. And why is it we, we, we don't clean the house like we do normally when people are coming over? Why is it we really, 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 really clean the house when people are coming over? Sermon for another day. All right. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. What was Mary doing, class? Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you, this, is what, this is what your family members will, well, I'm sorry, not family members. This is what some people will try to do while you're trying to pursue God. They're trying to get you distracted by all the things that don't really matter. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. One, um, one, one um, thing I was reading about it was talking about that in those days, his disciples sat at his feet. And so it was very uncommon for a woman to sit at his feet. But Martha was worrying about how the event was going. She was worried about serving all the 12 disciples and whoever else was with him. But Mary had taken the time to listen to the best part. But listen, what did she do? She sat at his feet. She took time to humble herself. Notice what it says. Um, Verse 39 says, And she had her sister called Mary, who who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. For some of us, we need to take the time to hear God's specific word for us. We demonstrate his goodness by putting him first, by taking time to sit at his feet, not just for five minutes because we've always done five minutes, but sometimes that five minutes needs to turn into 30 minutes. Sometimes we need specific instructions that are not in the Bible that we need. Lord, tell me how to run this project to be a a blessing to you, Lord God. Father, give me wisdom. I got this sales pitch coming up. We need to sit at God's feet to get that distinct wisdom. Father, show show me how to minister to my wife better. The answers are at his feet. Sometimes when, when you're praying, when you're at God's feet, people will try to distract you. Yeah. That's what Martha was trying to do. She was trying to distract Mary from getting the best part. Notice what Jesus said in verse 41. And Jesus answered and said unto her, excuse me, and Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. From her. Listen, the wisdom you receive at God's feet, no one will take away from you. The wisdom you receive from God by putting them first is not in in books anywhere. It's not on a leadership podcast. It's only straight from the kingdom of God, and it will not be taken away from you. What I'm learning here in ministry is the people that invest the time the most, they grow the most. And there's no healing line that can do that for you. There's no word of the God that can do that for you. You need to invest the time in pursuing God. 
I'm sorry. People are worried about, I'm not growing. I'm five years old. I have, still have the five same issues. My question to you is, are you spending the time at his feet? Amen. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just telling you the truth. In my own life, I noticed, Lord, I haven't really grown. And God said, what have you done differently? It's like, Lord, I wasn't really waiting for it. I, wouldn't, I didn't really want to answer so fast. Well, can you... <laughs> All right, three benefits of pursuing God's kingdom first. God will cause your needs to be met. We read back in Matthew chapter 6 that God says that all these things will I add. Remember, we said it was more, less important things will I add to your life abundantly. So the first point is God will cause your needs to be met. The second point is you will live a fulfilling life. Turn with me to Mark chapter 14. I've got to hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Back while you're turning there, Mark chapter 14, verse 1. Mark chapter 14, verse 1. I hear that Holy Ghost. Some of us don't want to be at God's feet because of pride. And pride is not just a male issue, it's a male and female issue. We don't want to notice he said that she sat at his feet. She humbled herself. Is your pride preventing you from going to God for answers? But it's easier to go to mom. Mom don't know the answer. It's easier to go to dad. Dad don't know the answer. Actually, sometimes their wisdom will lead you astray. Because they can only take you as far as they've gone themselves. There's some things in my life that there's no answers no one can give me. But only God can give me especially as husbands or wives, there are some answers that only God can give you. A book doesn't have it. it it's not there. Leading your family, you have to go to God. All right, Matthew chapter 14. I, I pulled it back. It almost came out. I pulled the tears back. Matthew chapter 14. I never knew that the, that the same Mary that was sitting at Jesus' feet was also the same Mary in the alabaster box story. I don't have time to even read it. How in the world did Mary know that Jesus' time for his sacrifice was close? Think about it. Remember, she broke the alabaster box, a box that was, um, a lot of people say it was very wealthy. She was not necessarily a wealthy woman, but she took the time to break that and anoint his feet right before it was time for his crucifixion. And his disciples were all mad at her. But Jesus said, a point in there, Jesus said, she's preparing my body for uh, the crucifixion. Amen. What happened there? She heard from God. Th these stories are connected. Spending time at his feet, she grew and God gave her divine wisdom that later on that she was able to hear from God and then do that. Amen. The key to living a fulfilling life is doing things God's way. Actually, I'm going to show this at the end of, her, at the end of the story. Um, come on. Time is running out here. Uh, first, Mark chapter 14, verse 6 says, Matthew 14, verse 6, New King James Version. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? Talking about Mary, who had broke the alabaster box on his feet. She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wish, you may do them good. 
but me you do not have always. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand, 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 beforehand. Listen, wisdom from God will put you on the front side of change. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached, the whole world and when, I'm sorry, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. One, my final point today is when we put the kingdom of God first, God will cause you to live a living legacy on this earth. Doing a great job while I'm living is great. I'm a grandson of a sharecropper. What I've accomplished in this life is awesome. Uh, on my dad's side, they, they lived on land that they really, uh, literally um, raised crop and traded in for the house they lived, lived in. Just, just my grandfather on my dad's side. So what I've done going to school and degrees, that's awesome. But what's more important to that for me is I want to live a life of legacy on this earth. But I can't do that if I'm pursuing things my way. Let's finish up with Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. If I can have the musicians come and start playing, please. Matthew 6, verse 33. If you could put it on the screen for me. And we're going to read it from the Passion Translation. I didn't tell you all that. Therefore, Actually, I'm going to start with verse 31. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows what you have need of. I love that. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So there might be people in this room today who you came in here today and you're worried about death. Because you're not sure what's on the other side of death. But Jesus tells us in John 3, 16 that if that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. In this moment, I want to offer salvation. All eyes closed, all heads bowed in prayer. If you're in this room and you're worried about what happens when I leave this life, Jesus is offering you salvation right now. There might be those in this room who are like me. You grew up in church or you grew up and you were once connected to God, but you begin to do things your own way. You begin to follow your own plan of life. And your plan was built on sinking sand. And you realize now, I need to come back and do things according to God's plan. I want to pray for you. As I mentioned earlier, I believe that God is my guarantee. If I do things according to his will, his way, I'm guaranteed success in this life. There might be those in this room who you've never ever received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
You have salvation. You know who God is. But you lack power in your life. Listen, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the Bible evidence of speaking in other tongues. It's that dunamis power that causes us to be effective in this life. And there might be some in the room who maybe you're new, for, new in Powder Springs, you just heard about the church, and you want to receive membership. I also want to pray for you. So while all heads are bowed, while all eyes are closed in prayer, if you would like to answer and say yes to either one of those things I mentioned, receiving salvation or receiving rededication or receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit or even receiving membership. I want to pray for you. Let me know that I can pray for you by lifting up your hands. I see that hand. Praise God. You can put your hand down, sir. Any other hands lifted? There may be, there's also some in this room who you've been living a life full of worry. Yeah, I'll say that. We're going to pray for you all as well. So if you lifted your hand for that, for those four, one of those four invitations for salvation, rededication, Holy Spirit, or for membership, I'm going to ask that you do with me another favor, that if you would please gather your belongings while everyone is standing now. Grab your belongings and come forward. I would love to pray with you at the altar here. Everyone, please stand. If you lifted your hands, please come forward.